So welcome everybody back to the Gun Show Podcast. I'd like to invite all of our listeners who we all, uh, first of all, thank you. But second of all, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash gunshowpodcast and click the like button and give us some feedback on our show. And then click the share button. Yeah. Oh, and share it. Wait, there's a share button? There's a be, share button. Be that person that like everyone in your friends list, so that that random aunt who doesn't know anything about Yeah, invite them to like the page. Invite to like the page. Yeah. Oh, I that don't would be care. awesome. We just need metrics. Okay, let's talk yeah. about metrics, folks. <laughs> okay, so do that. Uh, come to our web page where we put uh, articles and stuff on at thegunshowpodcast.com. Yep. But serious question. We also want to know, whose intros do you like better, mine oh. or Scott's? Because I think Scots are kind of draft. That's just, I think they're very blah. I don't think we want to know that. I think we can all just just assume that I have the good uh, intros. I don't don't think we should assume that. Yeah, yeah, I'm going with that. You never assume, Scott. That's a bit skewed. So we got a question. Speaking of Facebook. We do have We need to address that whole SWAT roll issue, by the way. What happened? What happened? Well, we, we put up a, what? their SWAT roll contest. Yeah. Roll oh, yeah. Contest. The SWAT roll. I'm calling someone out. Here. Oh, I was hungry. I thought we were going to yeah. eat something delicious. I'm calling someone out. So who are you calling sure. out? So a certain Oklahoma law enforcement officer who is a dedicated listener. Okay. Um, his name might rhyme with Schmerick. <laughs> Not to be confused with Eric. Decided he's His name's cool. Thomas? Yeah, bingo. <laughs> Someone decided they're cool enough no. to go try out for the SWAT team. Oh. Did they do a roll? I will be expecting rolls forthcoming. Ooh. You probably won't get on the SWAT team if you actually did a roll, right? No, you already get on it. Then once you're in, it's like... Oh, yeah. once you're in? What are you going to do? do Fireman? Actually, you are fired. Oh, yeah, crap. I thought probably. you guys could be fired. You know what would be pretty funny is if, yeah, he, was on, for if he was on the news... And they were like recording it, and then how comes this little this SWAT guy rolling across the street? Like, what is he doing? It's tactical. Don't even pay attention. I just think of like Omega Force from Canadian Bacon. Yes, exactly. Yes, they're rappelling down Niagara Falls. It's like hop 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 hop. You have to say hop 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 as you everything. The guy sprains his ankle, just runs back and shoots him. You have to. No weakness will not stand. Yeah, it's the weak link. Weak link in the chain. So Anthony sent us a question, and I want to uh, thank Anthony and uh, give him some mad cushy props and virtual high fives. And Anthony uh, said, uh, hey, great show. And so thank you. Uh, oh, there was more. No, wait, there's more. I was like, tell me there was more. <laughs> Not much. Does there need to be more? Because I wouldn't waste I, my I'm, time. I'm satisfied. I wouldn't waste my time telling you, hey, let me type this random six-sentence message tonight. Six-letter message goes, great show. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving forward. That's like 12 letters. Uh, I was Anthony is looking for an EDC light. EDC Which is standing for everyday, everyday carry. carry. And I assume he means a flashlight and not a uh, cigarette lighter or like a landing light. Oh, so that doesn't yeah. mean extreme well, what, chocolate? He does mention the Surefire EB1. What is that? Oh, that is a flashlight. So That is a handheld is flashlight. I got to ask. We're not Surefire. talking about extreme double chocolate, right? <laughs> right. Well, if you would just... Or if, Ethiopian Defense Council. <laughs> that's close. He, he is like, <laughs> no, everyday care. This stuff gets confusing. No, no. It does. Really. Acronyms. What does EB1 stand for? Oh, that would be oh surefire guy didn't know. Uh-oh. Oh, you did. Oh, you meant you literally. Better, I, thought, I hope they're not listening. 
Oh, you were trying to come up with something yeah, funny. I, yeah, no, on the fly. Come up with something funny. Would, okay. Come up with something I actually funny. don't know if it's everyday come or executive on. backup. I don't know if it's considered an executive series. Everyday backup or executive I think it, backup? Yeah, I'll have to look. Yeah, I'll I'll look like it up real quick. I like it. So, uh, it the, works. The EB1, which is a handheld flashlight from Surefire, is that the double A? That's the one cell. The EB2 the single cell. Okay. is the two cell. Okay. Why, why would they do that? Why wouldn't they just do that? <laughs> the one cell with the two and the, the, two, the, with the one. two with the one? There are some companies that do that sort of thing. We call them um, Chinese. <laughs> I thought the EB one had the triple or the the triple triple A little carrier inside of it. You know, like all the other cheap knockoff ones you buy. Oh no! No, no, I said they're not no. Chinese. <laughs> okay, the thing about Surefire is they're bulletproof. They have the best warranty in the business, and they will work. The downside to Surefire is they're usually a Cha-ching. little behind. They're expensive. They're very expensive. Um, they're a little behind the curve when it comes to the lumen wars, usually. Sometimes they jump a little bit ahead, but the rule of thumb is they're going to be rated less than their, their equal counterparts from their um, from the other companies. Uh, but they make a great product. Now, I, being um, a person who's more prone to lose a light than destroy it, mm-hmm. although that might change, um, I usually carry a stream light because the... They're usually one half to one quarter the price of the equivalent Surefire. Right. They're usually about the same lumens, about the same switchology, about the same. When you, when you start talking light. about your high end, like go to duty lights, that's the two names. It's like right. Ford and Chevy. You're talking Ford and Chevy. Then there's right. some guys that'll go back. It's almost. It's kind of funny if you talk to a lot of police officers. They have streamlights. You talk to a lot of military. They have Surefire. It, yeah, it's a contractual alignment thing. Like you just guys right, that but came that's, up in that's the military. What you see, they know Surefire. Guys that come up in law enforcement, you tend to see Streamlight, and there's a lot of crossover there. Sure. And there's and there's a couple other interlopers. Well, like I also that. noticed Streamlight kind of did little gimmicky things to appeal to the police officer world, uh, with like the glass breaker tool at the end of it and all that oh, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Surefire, I think Surefire came out with one of those two years ago. They just had a point to it, so you could bash the. No, the E one, the the executives have had that for a long time. Well, paint me stupid then. Thanks. The E2, no, E2s. E2D, Defender. Ah. Yeah, they've had the... Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Anything with Defender on it had the strike bezel. So the EB1 no, yeah, but is was literally that, just but, called the EB1, EB1 backup. But oh, was okay. that was that, CR123. that strike bezel, yeah. was that okay. designed to actually break windows? like, Or was it, to, was it pain compliance? That's... It really was... I it was it pain compliance. Pain compliance. The, the Streamlights had ones yes. that were designed to actually pop the glass. Yes, really? some have, yeah, there's some flashlights out there. I, I don't remember if it was Streamlight, but there's definitely flashlights out there where the bezel has a, uh, a, a oh, hard carbide. carbide tip rim, one or two on there. Because, yeah, because, okay, now I remember that when Surefire came out with the, the, the little Allen key slip over one. Remember that? Yeah. It was for one inch heads? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was an actual carbide, like, slip over <laughs> yeah. sleeve, basically. So. so, well, I guess actually this was, it's an aftermarket part. Oh. For the stream, Here's the deal, for the streamlights. So let's not derail that. I I'm not looking, and I don't necessarily say you need to look for like a window breaker on your EDC light. No, I was just thinking. But, I was just talking about for police. Yeah, that's, no. that's the now, I like the Surefire EB one. Um, I probably wouldn't. I think it's two hundred because the EB one yeah. is about two hundred lumens. I probably it. wouldn't spend the money on it personally, but it's a good light. Now, if you're like me and you have the tendency to uh, lose a light as opposed to destroy it. You may look at the uh, the equivalent to me would be the uh, Streamlight Protect One L, 
which is a CR123 pattern powered uh, single cell flashlight from Streamlight, and that has a programmable uh, 10 tap technology. I forget how many lumens it puts out. It's close to the stream to the Surefire. Um, so you might want to look at that one also. Didn't they upgrade that one to like two ten? I can't. Yeah. What, what Scott's talking about here though is that that Surefire is about one hundred and fifty four dollars, one hundred and fifty five. The Streamlight that he's talking about um, is about fifty five dollars. Yeah, give or take. And you can find them on. And you sale. can get them cheaper. I mean, I, I'm seeing yeah. them at thirty. I, I'm seeing it $30. Yeah, you might be able to new. pick one up on Amazon. Go to an Outfitter store. Go to like Cabela's or something. They usually have them out. You can try a couple lights. Go do that. I mean, that's what I recommend to people. Just go try and... Because and, the switching. That's what yeah, you're the switchology. The switchology, which is like a real what, thing. What always surprised me is the actual physical size. Like, when I got my Protac 2L, I, I decided it was the perfect light if it was just a hair smaller. So I said, well, I'll just get the Protac AA. Before I go look at it, it's actually... Taller, longer, and bigger. Thinner. Yeah. So then I say, well, I'll just get the single cell, the one L that, that we're talking about, and it's only like a half inch shorter. See, I also carry the the, the two L. Yeah. Yeah, right, two L. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I was of the same thought, but as I've used it and worn it in for the last couple of years, years I say I've carried this one. It's perfect because I carried a Surefire E one E back in the day, the yeah. one cell, and it yeah, was yeah. like half that. Talk about losing a light. It's too small. I would just yeah, lose okay. the damn light. Yeah. I could not. I mean, I, I, that's why I don't know where it went to this day. I don't know where it went. I, I think just, if you go any smaller than the EB1 or the 2L, you you really need to have a keychain light. Well, Something that's going to keep it attached. You have to ask yourself if it's an EDC, like, weapon-centric light. Like, are you using this to discriminate for shooting, or is it a task light? Because yeah. I think your weapon-related light should be of a certain size so you can palm that thing and grip it. Well, nowadays, and have enough grip surface that you're yeah. fishing around in your pocket to find it in a crappy a situation. Point. And nowadays it's either or with the switchology. So, so you can uh, you can have it set so or buy a light that has a setting built in where there's a low and a high or a moonlight and a strobe or whatever features you, you need. Yep. And um, so yeah, so why don't uh, why don't we get some feedback from you guys out there? If you're listening to this and you've uh, you're one of those who EDCs a light, uh, let us know what you have. I mean, there's like Anthony says, there are so many options out there. And if you have I've a specific one that you want to relay to us, that so we can relay to him, <coughs> drop us a line. Let us know. Yeah, I, I can tell you off the top of my head, Anthony, if uh, if the Surefire isn't um, what you're looking for, which I can't see any downside to buying it besides the price. Um, then, you know, you could check out uh, Four Sevens. Phoenix. has some excellent lights. Phoenix has some great lights. Um, and there's... Elzetta. Uh, yeah, Elzetta. I'm not too familiar with them. Elzetta has some great lights, and they are pretty much the leader. Um, they use the leader's uh, emitters, um, the Malkoff. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Emitters, which are just top of the line. So there's, there's, there's some other options out there. Options. Enforce, another one to check out. I don't yes. know too much about them. Enforce they have some great right. weapon lights. Yes. No, yeah, they do. And uh, we'll, hopefully we'll have some of those here. Um, I've got an Enforce WML, the old one. It's like 150 lumens. Um, but, you know, I got that. I got the... Uh, Speaking of weapons lights, I just picked up the TLR2HL. Did you? I've always been a fan of the TL series. The TLR series, and uh, that that uh, Streamline has, um, but uh, the HL. I knew it was higher lumens. It's rated about six hundred lumens. 
I knew it was rated at 600 lumens when I ordered it, and, and I knew 600 lumens was a lot. What I didn't realize is how bright 600 lumens is. Dude. Coming from the 260 lumen uh, ProTac or the 200 and, uh, 320 lumen uh, Surefire or, or, you know, whatever, they are, whatever they're rated at, um, to the to 600 lumens, is it's really, really bright. I That's mean, it's painful. Like, if you get lit up with that, like, at close distance yeah. at night, like, at a pitch black, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an it's actual absolutely pain. blinding. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, I'm really happy with it. I still am not sure about the laser attached to the light, but, uh, you know, uh, it's winning me over. Now, speaking of lights and lasers attached to your guns, Viridian's very popular with releasing lasers and light combos. Yeah, do, do are you, are you Yeah, I've got two. Two? Oh, um, I know you two. Dose lasers. Yes. Two, wait, on the same gun? No! Oh, yes. That seems... <laughs> <laughs> Beams. No, full Viridian, coverage. Viridian is, uh, I don't is known for their shadows. green lasers. Yes. They've always been a green laser company. Which is good. Green lasers are supposed to be better than red lasers, and I think they are. I think they're Absolutely. more visible. Um, but you said Viridian was. They're coming, coming out, with, out with a new laser uh, for your Glock 42, the R5 G42. Uh, now, the price on it is going to be $239. It's MSRP, right? So yeah. street price should be lower? Uh, not necessarily with oh, Viridian. I, I, don't, okay. I don't see a big drop with Viridian. Now, is this going to be compatible with their... I forget what Viridian calls it, but yes, you, take the, you take the gun out of the holster and the light comes on? It's not the tack lock. I think the tack lock was the SERPA version uh, of that. Oh, that was right. the holster. Yeah, this that was the, that was the, the, the holster. System. Oh, whatever. It's, it. it's, a, it's a pretty neat system, though. You can set... The laser Re reactor? reactor is that it? It's the instant on. It does. Yeah, it does basically. come with an instant on holster. So you unholster the gun and the laser comes on. Yes. So there's no need to fumble with buttons or remember what to push or you know some some. Yes, it, that's what they call. Yeah. They call it the reactor because okay. reactor models uh, like automatically ignite instantly when drawn from the holster. The yeah, only problem. Like that idea. The only problem that I have with that is that. Uh, the tack locks when they first came out with those, yeah, right-handed only. Yes, they now have left-handed, right? I'm not <laughs> sure. They might. I kind of stopped I looking. So. I think so. But they were also old technology. I want an inside the pants one yeah. that I can do this with. I don't need something that's on the outside of the. I agree. Outside of the, the, the pants. The problem with this technology, while it's it's handy, um, like you said, it, you have to make some concessions to what they offer as far as the holster. Or, or what they offer as far as the laser. Because here we're talking about a laser. I know you run a light laser combo. Yes. And so if they are if they haven't released a light laser combo yet, you're stuck with just a laser. Or just a light, depending on which what's offered out there. But, I mean, for the Glock 42, that's a tiny package. you got to fit a battery and then all of the electronics inside of that. I like the idea of that. I really like the idea of the laser on the tiny pocket gun. I really do. Oh, yeah, for pocket guns? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I should pick one up for my car. Does Viridian make one for my car? Does your car have a nah, no, steering wheel? And, oh, no. No, oh, uh, steering wheel. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, no, that's a scanning. It's right got there. a V8. <laughs> it's got a V8 and uh, some sort of computer control traction talk, system. I can't let you do that, Dave. No, the radio <laughs> makes a lot of noise if you put it on the right <laughs> channel. <laughs> Ken, what channel do you like to put it onto? Uh, I'm, like when you look at the radio, radio, 
radio. Uh-huh. Radio. Uh-huh. What is the what is your favorite station that you can visually see that you like to put it on? 106.1 Kiss you can, FM. You can see that? Yep. I bought a new radio. He ah. <laughs> knew where I was going. I was going to replace the faceplate, but that was $100 and new radio was only 50. Oh, of course. And but that's not that's not, I'm talking about my car PM9, not my right. car. The thing <laughs> The, this uh, green laser does uh-huh. uh, actually have a battery indicator on this one, which oh, is interesting. Interesting. You usually don't see that. Well, you know, I noticed with my my Viridians that uh-huh. I have, I'll notice that they work great, 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 and then all of a sudden the laser starts um, kind of dimming out a little bit, or the strobe isn't as fast. Yeah. And that's oh. when I realize, okay, it's time for the batteries to go in. Okay. So. Uh, well, that's interesting. I like that. I like how the. Um that's really handy because with today's LED and battery technology, you don't. It's not like the old school where it got dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer, and at some point you get to choose how dim it got before you replace the battery. A lot of this technology, especially the LED flashlights and weapons lights, they just go. They just they just quit. They went to, from on to off, <laughs> and the, that, that's the only nothing in between. The one thing that I don't like about having these holsters where the laser automatically comes on. Is if yeah. you're a guy that likes to unholster your gun and place it somewhere, then you're you're still turning your laser on uh, and off, which is okay. But what if that one time you don't turn it back on before you, you put it, it in the holster? Correctly, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go to draw, yeah. and you're on your back, and the situation's not that great. The guy's like juggling knives over your head, and you're like, oh, if I nick, you gotta the, shoot the knives out yeah, of the air. Right, yeah, if yeah, I nick the wrong yeah. part of it, it might fall and hit me. Yeah, and the knives are filled with nitroglycerin, so if you shoot them wrong, they explode and exactly. kill everyone. Exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Had that happen Thursday. So Dallas-Fort Worth, that's, that's an unlikely scenario, I would say. How yeah, unlikely? That seems unlikely. Slightly unlikely. Fairly unlikely. Possibility, though. Mostly so unlikely. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> that's all I need to hear. Two out of ten? I'll take those odds. On defensive pistols, um, I don't know. Have you guys ever heard of the Ruger LCR, the revolver? Y'all, is that yes? Rings a bell. Rings a bell. You, we you shot heard? it at the last shot show, right? Yeah, oh, we yeah, shot the LCR the X because the X had just come out. Yeah. What is the X? What it was, was that one? It was bald and it could read minds, and it went and we moved around in a hover wheelchair. No, that was that was something else. The LCR X. <laughs> <laughs> the LCR X is the LCR. I was like, please, someone, someone with, has to pick up with an exposed with hammer. Oh, I, 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 I got it. I was trying to roll through it. It was good though. I met. So the X stands for exposed hammer, or the exposed. I, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. It stands with. It's got a hammer spur. As opposed to everything being inside the polymer spur- box. The X actually now, the stands LCR. for a sentence that doesn't have the letter X in it whatsoever. So that's what we're just going to go with. The LCRX stands for has the hammer. Has the hammer. Well, they're coming out with the LCR 9mm. Now, the LCR is a polymer-framed, snub-nosed, J-frame-ish sized revolver from Ruger. Uh, they introduced it uh, a while back. In 38.357, they've since put it out in 22 and 22 mag. Yes, the 9mm being introduced to the LCR uh, has brought the total calibers up to 5. Did Ruger just go from... Hold on. Ruger went just went from making mm, decent handguns and uh, really nice 22s 
and the occasional bolt gun to making all sorts of AR-15s, all sorts of revolvers, and all sorts of handguns, right? To include a nice 1911. Wait a second. So a company with capital company. expands? In America? What? Yeah, they have no debt also. Ruger carries no debt. Oh. Might want to, Didn't Ruger know. have a, a collapsed roof a few years ago when that thing? Was that Ruger? I don't know. I don't know. I don't mm. know. Oh, Ruger was the one we announced on the on the on the podcast. Had uh, a full twelve months of back order at one point in time. Yeah, that's impressive. It is. So Ruger. By the way, I know Ethan uh, has been looking forward to this nine millimeter revolver oh, and is really excited. About that it. is. Ah, that just appeals to me. The the thing about the nine millimeter revolver, nine millimeter snub nose revolver, the first. Uh, the first time I saw such a thing, it was back in the day where the the nine millimeter was one of the best defensive rounds out of a very short barrel. So it was very exciting to go from what was available back then in thirty eight special slash three fifty seven to what was available in nine millimeter because the nine millimeter ammo was much much better. And has that changed? Yeah, is it, is it no it's, longer it's nine millimeter? Really you can get really good short barrel 38 ammo. You get really big, good 9, 40, 45. All that stuff has been tweaked. Um, and most ammo that's out there is good also out of the short barrels. And there's some ammo that's specifically made. I know Spear Gold Dot has a line uh, for the short barrels. Is this the only 9mm compact or small revolver like this? Or are you just excited no, about the No, this is L not the first one. No, right. Ruger's made so, it in the past with the SP-101. Taurus has a small frame. What, is make, what makes this one so special for you then? What about it is stands because out? it's a modernized platform and I, it's going to be hammerless. Yeah. That's really cool. I tell you what's now, here's great. what we got to watch out for. Yeah. The moon clip usage. That's what I'm oh, interested to see. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to... It's going to depend on how they actually um, use either moon or half moon or whatever it is clip, yep. or if they have some weird extractor system they figured out that works that we haven't seen yep. yet. Uh, but that's always been the bottleneck with nine millimeter revolvers because nine millimeter. Um, oh, and they did the six eighty six. Yes, yes. Smith and Wesson has a large frame, uh, but nine millimeter um, head spaces on the case mouth. And revolver cartridges typically headspace on the rim, so it's it's a horse of a different color. And it's a, it's a little different for the revolver. Now, what's exciting about the LCR, of course, is the polymer frame makes it very light. It's a very light, very easy, easy to carry gun because it's so light. Uh, and whatever Ruger has done with the trigger has made this. Uh, gun very pleasant to pull the trigger on. It's not like um, I, I'd have to say it's different. It's definitely different than your standard double action trigger. Um, I don't know if it's better than a nice tuned double action trigger, but it is a good double action trigger. It's I call them mushy. Yeah, but I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like um, have you shot? You've never shot my spikes lower, have you? With the battle no. got their nickel boron battle trigger on. Yeah, it's like. It's kind of soft. It's, it's not like crisp. A, it's like a um, a low, long speed bump. You know, like a big speed oh, bump. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of just roll. But over smooth. The top smooth. But smooth. Yeah. And that's so the low angle, thing. but it's very tapered. It's people, very, very. Yeah. People get stuck on light trigger pulls. I think 
And I think smooth is better than than light and crunchy. I'm not a huge glass rod guy. So yeah, guys, no, no, no. I, I'm not that way either. The well, in the video for the LC9, uh-huh. he's using moon clips. Is he? Oh, full yeah. moon clips. Full okay. moon clips. They're, so they're going to have. It's that, got a five round capacity, and it still looks like he uses. Why you carry a reload? An ejector. Oh, still built the into ejector this, still works. Built yeah. into the cylinder. Okay. Huh. That's what it looks like. I can't really tell. Yeah. They, they released a minute. We'll have to see the video. They, they're not shipping these yet. I tell you what, Ruger is shipping though, and this is Guns. this is another that. Yes, this is another exciting thing about Ruger is they've been really on the ball. They just released and are shipping the uh, GSR gun sight rifle, uh, which is a bolt action magazine fed, um, you know, scout rifle. With rails and flash suppressors and iron sights and all sorts of all the cool tactical stuff in uh, five five six, they just released that. They've been shipping the three hundred eight for a while. They just announced uh, the Ruger American uh, Ranch Rifle, which is really exciting. We're talking about a compact, bolt modern bolt action gun. It's going to be available in both five five six and three hundred blackout, um, complete with uh, threaded barrels in right and. Mm. Left-handed actions. What? Yep, left-handed for you weird people. I shoot right-handed guns. I don't know what you're talking about. I do so too. Do you. Well, all you weird people then. Am I alienating listeners again? You I, might be. I am. No, you're just alienating that one guy that'll call and make you look like a fool when he's like, hey man, I need one of them left-handed 870s. And I'm like, sir, they don't make a left-handed 870. <laughs> Beep, bop, boop, oh, they make a left-handed. They've made a left-handed pretty much anything you can think of at some point. Now some of them are very expensive, like those left-handed 1911s, because that's just silly. Um, no, but yeah, yeah, you lefties are, are pretty well represented oh, out there. So you said you mentioned that they were making a 300 blackout. Yep. Okay, Adams Arms uh-huh. is coming out with a 300 blackout pistol. Upper or a uh, piston, uh-huh. not piston. pistol. Piston, pistol? piston, piston. Upper. It could be a piston. Right. Yeah. Adams Arms uses a long stroke piston system. Is that right? No. Short stroke. No. Adams, I'm, I'm not. I can't remember. I don't remember them specifically. Well, the question that I have is. <laughs> yeah. Is the piston uh-huh. kind of still the future, or is this a fad that we're seeing Ooh. kind of even out or fade out? Which is funny, because what did I, I rolled over and asked you that question just today. Yeah, if we were going to standardize, if somebody might standardize the piston Yeah, so system. this is kind of funny, you actually, Martin, that you, you mentioned this, because I actually literally... And I said Adam's arms might be the standard in piston system. And I said, I, I and it, so. what started this, I just was thinking, I was like, what if... So, uh, someone texted me and asked me uh, what my thoughts are on the, on the 416, the HK416 specifically, mm-hmm. and it just got me I've thinking. Heard of and I was like, what if... Now, that's a piston gun. Yeah. A piston Air 15 from H&K. What if we went, like, key mod... You know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Keymod. It's the new industry standard. It's not. It's not uh, copyright. It's not yeah, it's a new open source. Um, yeah, attachment anyone can system. manufacture yes. it. They want you to manufacture. That's the whole point. Yep. And it's caught. It's full. I would consider it fully caught. Everyone's yep. pretty much Everybody's got their variation. So, what if someone just decided, hey, like one of the bigger companies, that it doesn't matter. Like it re- really, really, really wouldn't matter. Uh huh. You know, if they they didn't make a dime off it, technically, per you know, for royalties, or whatever. And they just said, let's flat out standardize the system and just throw it out there and support the aftermarket till it catches with everyone else and see if it takes. I think the closest thing we have to that open source is Adam's arms because if you look at a lot of they're guns, just in a lot of stuff, but it's they're not they're to say selling it's their system to just, well 
I'm sure they're they selling just sell their, their stuff, stuff to anyone. But I imagine they're selling their stuff fairly inexpensively, so they're letting people use their technology as long as they use theirs. Now, would it be more, you know, more better, uh, more prolific, more um, standardized for them to say, "Hey, copy our system. We don't care." Eh, perhaps, perhaps. Um, but I think the piston market is kind of saturated. You don't see, I mean, everybody's kind of jumped on the bandwagon and or bolted an Adam's arm piston system to their gun. So I don't, I don't know that there's much more left. I could I'm be gonna, wrong. You I'll think there's more? This way. No. Because we already AK, have, yeah. The fact that the AK family still exists indicates to me that we're never going to get better. Yeah. Like, that's still the master race piston operating piston, system yeah. as far as I'm concerned. I mean, really, it, it is uber simplistic. Yeah. The U.S. machine, you know, the standard issue machine gun is basically just an upside-down version of that with your, with your, you know, your gas system on the bottom as opposed to the top. It's the same system. That's the long stroke, that long stroke system. Is yeah, the long stroke piston system. Out there. So now, I don't PWS think. PWS has a long stroke yes, piston system. But I think they're the only one. I th and I think uh, the reason is it has basically a proprietary bolt carrier group yep. and a proprietary um, uh, 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 charging handle. So here's why I say it's probably not going to catch. At least not. It, it, it's not going to supplant gas anytime yeah. soon. Why? All your tier one units at one point, and this is internationally. All your your Delta Force, your Navy sure. SEAL from every you know, let's say NATO country, yeah, have used or are still using, as we saw today, some piston variant, be it right. the SCAR, the FN, uh, yeah. what is it, Mark sixteen, they call it. What's the official military oh, Mark sixteen, yeah, or something, I don't know. Like that. Yeah. So your FN SCARs, your HK MR slash, you know. 416, 416 platform, the, the also in a 308 platform, which apparently is a little bit better, but it's very heavy. Uh -huh. And they've all tried it at some point. Yeah. And you consistently see them going back to gas guns. The best, we're talking about people, and I'm not saying it's like, oh, they're, not even to say their knowledge, they just shoot a lot. Let's, these are guys that literally get paid to shoot like tens of thousands of rounds a week every week for their well, job. Well, we know why, though. And we they're know, still going back to gas guns. We know why the piston system isn't as good as the gas system. Why? And it's easy. Why is that? Uh, Andrew Tui uh, posted, uh, he runs uh, the Verwappen blog. Am I saying that right? Verwappen, Verwappen, Verwappen blog. blog. Verwappen yeah. blog. He posted a little blurb. One of his engineer buddies told him, uh, he's actual rocket engineer type, he told him uh, basically that the M4 slash M16 system, the AR-15 platform, has been around for 60 plus years, right? We've been using it in the field for 50, 40 42, 52, however, a long time. Mm -hmm. We have basically engineered and fixed and retrofitted and re-engineered this system to the nth degree. We know everything about this system. And one of the one of the things I like to point out is uh, the Colts. Uh, in the Vietnam era, Colt couldn't get an 11.5-inch, 12-inch gun to run. Nowadays, that's no big deal. Anybody can get an a AR-15 with a 12-inch barrel to run all day long. It's it's not magic anymore. Yep. Um, so we've figured it out, and I think there's some expectation level that the scar or the or the four sixteen or the Adams Arms will be as good as or as reliable as or as 
uh, durable as an M4 correctly built out of the box, a comparative, you know, apples to apples comparison. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, same quality, top quality. <clears throat> but no, I don't think it can be because we've engineered all the failure points out of this weapon system. It is not perfect, but it is as perfect as we can make it, yeah. basically. I, I now, is, is the. Along. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Is the piston the next evolution of this weapon system? It could be, but I don't see that. I really don't well, see anybody yeah, jumping in there with so the piston system. Your your big boys are not shooting it. Your heavy, you know, your heavy hitters. Some your merit. You still see them with the maritime units, and that's because they do swimmy things. It's probably better for that with for swimmy fins. things. But even but suppressed then, platforms, so, they, they've, they've, we've engineered yeah. the suppressor for the platform to, to work Here's just the other as good. One. So let's look at the other side of the house. What competition shooters, which competition shooters are the ones shooting piston guns? Is anybody? Just the ones sponsored, the ones by, sponsored by piston, by piston guns. guns. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and everybody has a three-gun gun. Adam's Arms has a great three-gun gun. I think it's called the Evo or something like mm-hmm. that. I've shot it. It's very soft shooting. It's a great three-gun platform. But so does everybody who has got a gas system. They've got a great three-gun platform. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the piston system, but is it an upgrade? I'm not so sure anymore. I think we've got it figured out with the uh, the AR platform as a gas system. I still think, actually, and we talk about this a lot, the last two, like, frontiers, maybe, at least, and I don't think in, like, super high-tech weapons stuff. I'm not a high-tech weapons guy, so I'm not talking, like, pulse laser yeah. technology. Noise suppression, efficient, lightweight, longevity-based noise suppression, yeah. and your coatings. The coatings have been the cool thing for the last couple of years. You don't think it's the, uh, the plastic ammo, the polymer, or the or the telescoping? That's kind of beyond the... my per. And I don't say I, I'm ignorant of that, just because I don't I don't care. I mean, it, now here's you, I'm not an innovator guy. I don't like. Are we gonna Are we gonna change for the past? I don't know what hundred years. We've been using the metallic brass cartridge mm-hmm. with yeah, a mercury fix. fulminate primer filled with smokeless powder with a uh, a copper jacketed bullet. Mm-hmm. Are we going to come up with something else? Yeah, there, no, there will be some other. I mean, anytime like, soon though. Are we going? Are we got another hundred years on what yeah, we're doing now. I'd give us fifty I don't years. I could see us changing maybe the casing stuff directed or the en- bullet direct, stuff. Directed energy weapons will be something. You think so? And they already. I mean, the thing is, they already exist. We, they already have directed sure. energy. Weapons, yeah, it's going to be packaging them for the scalability warfighter. Scalability, yeah, it's always about scalability, right? Same with the exoskeleton; it works. They just don't have one small enough with a battery power in life, and that's the other one. Now you saw that with drones, didn't? That's the thing with 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 uh, propellant. You know, with explosive propellant ammunition, is you've got your own power source on board. Yeah, directed energy, anything like that. Uh, Good point. Very good point. We saw the same thing with drones, though. They started out as something. You know, very rare and very expensive. We flew drones in desert. People don't realize we had drones in desert storms. We've had drones for a long time. And we finally scale it down to where they can launch one out of a backpack of the individual soldier in the field. That's just like everything in technology we've scaled down. Sure. Especially with military applications. Oh, yeah. Tracking point has kind of taken some of those large shoulder-fired missiles which is the only thing that you could have that would have that kind of optics and that targeting kind of tracking. Oh, yeah, the yeah. targeting technology targeting, targeting from the tracking. missiles and from yeah. the helicopters and from Tanks. those drones. And they've, and they've stuck Tanks. it into this small, tiny package that you can carry around with yourself. Well, yep. say, 
We say tiny. It's relatively tiny. It's still, well, it's yeah, man it's, portable. It's, you got to give that. Hey, remember the first the night? The dollar mission? signs are also not tiny. Yeah, they're tiny. Well, That's they're tiny. They can be drawn tiny, but in the end, they're still the same. I think you can draw a direct correlation from the tracking point to modern night vision. Because you remember night vision was on tanks in World War II. We had it. It was on tanks because it wasn't man portable. Then we kind of made it man portable almost in the Vietnam era. Yeah, Starlight. Starlight. Scope, With the Starlight yeah. system. And then the, the first uh, generation night vision systems were very, very expensive and, and kind of bulky. Reminded me of the tracking point, kind of, sort of. And, uh, yeah, I think at some point we're going to see this almost turn into just a small tube well, with it'll a, be, it'll device be a rifle hanging scope. off the edge of it. It'll be a rifle scope, and you'll be able to buy it at your local sporting store. The thing is, night store, vision right? kind of went pretty fast. Real, I'd say relative to other technologies, mm. you got to think. So we had the Starlight Basic thing, like PBS One, I guess would that be in Vietnam, and then you fast forward to like Iran One, they had helmet mounted night vision. We really didn't get to it. Was it was affordable? For a shooter, now it's still not inexpensive, right. but you know someone can own it. A civilian can last buy it. ten years ish. Yeah, it's been the last five or ten years. Yeah, but well, uh, so maybe we'll see this on Tracking Point. Well, Tracking Point kind of came out with a video, uh, oh, no. a, a promo video, oh, yeah. where they take Tracking Point to the Alamo. Like back in time, yes, to the Alamo to fight the Battle back. of the Alamo. They went back in time with to the future, but luckily, did they use a DeLorean? They didn't show that happen. Marty, well, that's the only part I care and about. I don't know how, how they accomplished. I don't the know. Time well, travel. it doesn't matter because how would they get back? That's the question. Because there's no choice. He's going to accidentally break a fuel line when he gets there. <laughs> Every move, and he's going to have to push it into. And then his mom's going to try yeah. to date him. And it's going to get weird. That's yeah. just weird. Yeah. You don't want that. So the tracking point's mom. Want that Did he kiss his mom? No, he didn't. Okay. He ran. No one's mom got kissed in the tracking point commercial. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it, but hey, Davy Crockett does carry around P-Mags in his boonie cap. Wait, Not boonie cap, but in his, uh, what, what, what was that? Skin his coon skin cap. Yeah, he he's a, got P-Mags. P-Mags, plural. 20, well, I think it was a 308 mag. Is what I believe it was oh, a 308 mag. Is it the new 25 round? No, no I don't it was know. the new 20 rounds. Oh, yeah. And then somebody packs. dumped a whole bunch of ammo for them to use. I kind of thought, why wouldn't you just give them loaded magazines? But, you know. It's 1836. But they're like, we took out Santa Ana from 1,200 yards away. And I was like, oh. But the one thing that I, that I will tell them this. Their whole point of their system uh-huh. is you target, you hit the red button to set your target, and then you fire. These guys were just pulling the trigger. They, 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 they weren't the actually locked in. He said set. If you listen to the firing commands, he's like, target, or he says like set or something. Yeah, but he, they're, but they're not doing it. But they the don't, thing put, is they don't show them pushing the button? external special effects, so you can't... Like, yeah. you don't know. There's no way to know from the outside. Well, you see his finger doesn't actually... And they're just going pop, 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 pop. They well, the probably is, I didn't understand buttons. They might have pressure pad. There might be some different technology. No, it's that? still got is the red still, button. Okay, I didn't you know still have the red button. The, fire, the fire button? Yes. Yeah. Now, here's the one thing. They did come out with a military commercial about a year ago, which was uh-huh. which was actually really nice. Showing, like, really bad firing positions and mm-hmm. the only option, you know, to get these nice shots off on these longer-range targets. That worked. But one of the things that I was thinking about with Tracking Point is why not have a spotter that can just tag seven or eight targets, and then you have your rifleman just holding out, and so, as soon as it comes over the top of them, it's boom. Funny story. I saw that. In, uh, we were at SHOT Show. That they have that? That system already exists. It was a, basically an individual ISC4ISR oh, yeah. system. Oh, yeah, Colt. 
And it was UAV-based. Yep. So basically, you could look down, so you got guys behind a burner. It was UAV, or you could have... Individual a, sensor to the soldiers, yeah. so like they had a camera. A spotter, like you said. Yeah. Yep. So could there. they tag it and just tag multiple ones? Yep. That way and everybody else is... Yeah, so everyone's got a feed. Yep. So if you've got a machine gun or a sniper team in place here, now what you could do is your spotting team is identifying and prioritizing targets. Yep. And right. they had like, so say you had an HVT, so you had to whack a couple of sentries before you had to knock out the big guy. You would, you could upload like his, his mug shot into the thing and everyone sees it in their little robot. On the, thing. yeah, on their little you picture know. in there, so on, the, on the gun or in and their black your, tablet. Your, yeah. yeah, so say you shoot him and then your maneuver element comes in to sweep. Well, they've got their cameras on, so you look at it and go... All right, stare at them. Yep, there it is. Positive ID. And they, the whole system was integrated to this. Well, and then everything's getting bounced back to the headquarters so they can upload to jets or... But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you actually had somebody that could yep. just spot for these guys, yeah. then you just have tri seven trigger men that are like waiting for targets to come up. Yeah. And all they got to do is hold over the top of yep. it with the trigger held down. It releases automatically. Ba basically, and what you're talking about is combining that Colt system with the tracking exactly. system. Which is exactly what Colt was probably going to end and up I say, doing. I guarantee yeah. we're not the first. If we're sitting here talking about it, yeah. we're not the first. People. It sounds expensive. And very expensive. It, the government should fund this then. I don't think I should. No. No, I don't have any money. So while we're talking about this, we you know we like to be interactive. So if you want to talk to us, I mean, we, you know we like conversation. We love answering questions, and, and we like having conversations. Not just you ask us a question and we answer it, and you go about your day. But if you want to talk, you know, and if you have things you want us to talk about, or because we literally spend our lives on the internet, come on the internet and find us at facebook.com/slash/gunshowpodcast, or we have our own real, like a real live, a real. Real like website. walking and talking live. With, Not like a Squarespace. Like W's in front of yeah. it. Like a website at yeah. com. And you can send us a message, which is what Joshua did. Hey, Joshua. Thanks for the message. Uh, Mad Cushy Props and Virtual High Five. He uh, brought to our attention that Primary Arms has uh, radical pistols. Uh, and what that is is that's a manufacturer of AR-15 pistols. Oh, so they, they're not just radical mm -hmm, pistols. Mm -hmm, they're, they're not no, wearing no, 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 jam no. shorts and skating? Mm -hmm. Okay. No, no. No, no Jinko jeans here. Um, well, I don't... You got some impressed stuff you want to talk about? I thought that was radical. Huh? No, that's not. That's way after radical, dude. <laughs> way after. Is know. it? Yeah. I don't know. Jinko? Yeah, no. We didn't, no, we didn't have Jinko. That wasn't we radical at the time? Fun. No? No. No one's like, oh, let me take my Jinkos off to go surfing. No one does that. That's <laughs> yeah, man. Their body gloves. They would take off their body gloves. T-shirts. No, on. you take your body glove T-shirt off, but you have your body glove. No. No? no that's, not how this, that's not how any of this that's works. Wrong. That's not how any of this that's works. Wrong. Well, anyway, <laughs> these are pretty radical firearms at 7.5 uh, inches long. They're AR pistols. They already come with the SIG pistol brace. Yep. So and they all sig sig. Yeah, and they're running six hundred or yeah, six hundred bucks, five hundred and ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Wait, so you get a sig pistol brace, a pistol, and for for five hundred five hundred ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Studio dog is literally losing her mind. Yeah, she can't take it. That's ridiculous. Plus it plus it's got a quad rail already. Wait, it's got rails? Mm -hmm. Next, you're going to tell me it comes with a laser. No, I'm not. Okay, good. No. Um, Wait. No, I'm not. Okay. Oh. So what was the question? Besides alerting this fabulous deal, he wanted which we to, already knew about. He wanted actually. to alert us to this, and he wanted... 
the opinion, our opinion on it. See, I told... We want your opinion on it. Buy it and tell us about it. Yeah. Or better yet, buy it and send it to us. Oh, yeah. We'll do a T&E and we'll send s- it back. We'll love you forever. Forever and ever. You'll be forever in our debt. You send us a gun for Mainly us Mainly because to, we're never paying you back. For us to T&E, when we do send it back, which will be a while, we will put a t-shirt in there and a sticker. Two. Two stickers. Two stickers. Two stickers. Well, let's not get grabbed. Uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably rip one in half. Okay, a torn sticker, a good sticker, yeah. a used sticker. You know how comes sometimes they fold over on each other? And yes. You get, yep. Yeah, okay, one of those, and a clean T-shirt. Not folded, though. It's going to be crumpled up. And the backing off of one of the stickers. Yes, Ooh, sticker, the backing. Backing. Yeah. Yeah. sticker backing. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, so now that we've established that uh, to this radical, I saw this. And uh, we've been talking about another company that has a high-end, basically best of everything, you know, a duty version of this gun, which is a a 7.5-inch AR pistol with a SIG brace. Um, Yeah, Radical Radical Arms. Only, uh, I can't really see a point to a duty version. So I saw this Radical Firearms at this amazing price, which was less than half of this other brand I won't mention. This is less than... This is less than half of a lot of guns yeah. out there. Yeah, and I said, you know, if this runs, because I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about it, but I do know Primary Arms, and I do trust Primary Arms, and they have it. They back what they sell. Yeah, and they have excellent customer service, so I wouldn't hesitate to buy it, especially at this price. And they're Texas, and it has a sick brace, and they're from Texas. And there, you, we'd have to pay tax, but I would do that. Let's be honest. That SIG brace is $150. Easy. So this is I, a $450 no. pistol. Now, I would like to point if out. If it was a pink SIG brace, Ethan would already own it. Yeah. Oh, yeah? He would have ordered it. Mm-hmm. He would have. Hey, did you know that SIG came out with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. No, he showed me that the other day. Yeah? We put it on our Facebook.com slash Gun Show Yeah, podcast. remember we talked about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Facebook.com slash Gun Show Podcast. Yep, it was there. I saw it. So, um, I wouldn't hesitate to buy this, especially at this value. I think it's an excellent value, and uh, if you're in the market for this sort of thing... You'll have to wait, because they're all out of stock. Why didn't he send us this email sooner? He did. Oh. We just hadn't had a show. You know, for what we pay you, we think you'd get (laughs) us more timely intelligence. Ah, Try to find a good help. I'm not saying I'm mad, but I'm mad. Are you angry? I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I am disappointed. I feel okay. And the fact that Primary Arms doesn't have any in stock. They've got other stuff. Kind of like their 1 to 6, which is perpetually out of stock. No, no, they got some in, and they were all out of stock immediately. You know, Primary Arms does have really great red dots and scopes. Yeah, I'll tell you awesome what. stuff. And if you're in the like if rules of roost, if, yeah. you're not in, if you're not into dropping some, some coin, you know, on an aim point or an EOTech, you just need like a range beater. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. I've seen those aim point. I've aim point. I've seen those micro. The uh, primary <laughs> arms. Bush, primary arms. Bushnell and Burris both have a really solid line of not aim point, not ACOG optics. Okay. Oh, primary arms has stuff that's just as good for a better price, and you have primary arms backing it. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, it's it is important. It's you know, it's an imported optic. Sure, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But they do. But the company's it's not like probably, fly by night. They're an established yeah. company. They're there. Basically, what, down in Houston, you give them a call. What Primary Arms does is is they they find the company that makes the Burris or the Millet or the you know the 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 scopes you've heard of, the great value scopes you've heard of, 
they buy the same scopes from the company with some usually some reticle changes. Sometimes the reticle is better. Oftentimes it's better. That one to six reticle is awesome. Their three power, three and a half power reticle is awesome. And of course, the red dot's just a red dot, so it doesn't matter. The other one, you know, Vortex updated that strike, the Strike Fire 2. No, I, I think it's know. the, yeah, yeah, it looks, looks really cool. I haven't cool. seen it. I'm well, that was because I, I found it because Primary Arms updated theirs. Like yeah. their aim point. Oh, yeah. Ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comp yes. M4. They're yeah. comparable to a Comp M4. Yeah. The great thing about Primary Arms version is, I, yeah, that version has a, uh, a motion sensor yes, on it. Yes, that's right. It has motion sensing mm -hmm. technology. So if you set, you can turn your red dot on. Set it up against the wall. Who is this? Primary, Primary arms. arms. Oh, because yeah. that was Leupold. It's their HD or what do they call yeah. it? It's like yeah, 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 armored yeah, yeah. or HD yeah. or something. Yeah, Leupold had that for a lot yes. of the, yes, the, the military applications. And the VXR scope. And the police yes. applications. So, they, yeah, you could turn your scope off, set it against the wall, it, or turn your scope on, set down your gun. The motion sensor will say it's not in motion. Turn it off. When you pick it up, it comes on. Great idea. Well, we have a, a new... Uh, scope kind of in the in the realm right now. Yeah. Uh, Miopta. Okay, Miopta has been around for a minute. So they're actually not new. Yeah. I mean, they're no. for a minute. They Miopta. come back on the scene. Yeah. Did they drop yes. another album? Yes. Yeah. Basically, this, this seems like they're this is their comeback tour. Was it like them and Busta just did another album? Well, they're not playing around with this because they came out with a Miotag ZD one to four. Miotag. Okay. Miotag. Miotag. Oh, the Miotag line. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Ninety-nine dollars. Or what? Oh. Just kidding. Oh. $999. Oh, that's wow. Expensive. But it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah? Because the closest thing to this is uh -huh. like by Zeiss, and it's like $2,800. Oh, oh, they're one saying, to four. We, wait. You just said one to four for $1,000. That's, yeah. That's, With a red dot yeah. on the top. Oh, it's, an e it's like a pit. Wait, okay. Help me out here, people. I don't understand. Okay, welcome to five years ago. Okay. Congratulations. Welcome yeah, to the Burris race. had the TAC-30. The MTAC's been out forever. Yeah. And the MTAC. Now, here's the what I don't understand. Full field or whatever it is. When, when people started putting the red dots on their sniper scopes, right, I was in on their tactical rifle scopes. I was in. I said, oh, okay, for close stuff, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't do that. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't tried it yet, but okay, I buy it. When they started putting... Red dots on one power scopes, one to whatever, one to four, one to yeah, six, one to five. One, I, what? Why? I don't understand. Power, seriously, if you're yeah. under four power, you can readily engage targets with both. Eyes I don't. I don't understand the red dot on the scope that dials down to one power. And and somebody correct me if I'm wrong here, but it just seems really superfluous, right? Not, yeah, well, the whole and the whole premise. I'm gonna have to look at it. And I'm, admittedly, I haven't looked at the listing. I'm told Miopta. I've never shot Miopta glass. I'll admit now, that. Now, I'm told they're good to go. But yeah, they, they literally just started at the bottom of the barrel. That's their ACOG. This isn't a scope. That's yeah. an ACOG. Yeah. One to four is five-year-old technology. Yeah, they really should have come on the threshold one of six. one to tens. One to eights. One to one tens. One to eights pretty much down long. right now. Yep. I mean, and, and to compare themselves to the Zeiss Duralite is pretty... That's hefty. The Z, oh, no, the Z6i is what they're comparing That's to. That's like walking and being like, I'm yeah. pretty much comparable to a Schmidt and Bender. You're yeah. Like, oh, no. okay. Or a Swarovski. You know, well, that. that's not necessarily what they're comparing themselves to. That's what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Flip, hey, flip the computer. Can, you, can, I, can I look I at that I think it's marketing. Quick? I haven't seen it. I just want to frame the references. it's marketing. Because if you walk in, if you find three gunners, right, and you ask them, all right, you have all the money in the world, what three-gun scope oh, are you going to buy? Um, they will tell you the Z6i. 
is the is the top of the line three gunner scope. I want to know what the optic. So is it? I want to simplify. I want to know what the red dots. I'm trying to see what the red dot is. It's the it's the myope. Uh, it's their red, red dot, dot as yeah, well. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's not. It's not going to suck. Like I'm not saying it's badly manufactured or it's going to like break or. Or anything like that. Uh, that just seems really behind. I think the power if the street curve. price is a thousand dollars, yeah, it's it's overpriced for drop, what you're getting. Drop one hundred and fifty bucks. Come down to eight eight hundred bucks or so. I think that yeah. would put it in the attainable range of. Yeah. And it may the street price may be that range. Maybe yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I'd know. I'd like to see it a comparable price to these SWFA one to four. Yeah. If you're going to bother to yeah, play. Yeah. By the way, if you're going to be in the market for. Yeah. By the way, when you go to when you go get your heart broken. By primary arms, thanks guys, heartbreakers. Because <laughs> you, you can't, can't buy the get one their to one six. to six. No matter Step how many right times over you to SWFA yeah. and check out their stuff. SWFA is like this little slit. It's the best scopes you've never heard of company. Yes. And they are also, actually, they're relatively local. They're and they have the best name, Super Sniper. They're over in Red Oak. Yeah, they do have the Super Sniper. And I'll tell you what, that is some gimmicky, like, when you hear that, and what's it's that? a terrible company? name. What's it's the company Tesco. that has the, the 6,000... Bazillion dollars. They used to be in the gun racks. Oh no, they went out of business. You're talking counter sniper. Counter sniper. See, and that's. I think yeah, I attribute those. And so I first used to see super sniper, and I'd be like, "Oh man, that's a again. terrible scope." And no, you start it's looking, good. and you're like, "Oh man, best scope." And it's got that right. huge logo on the side, yeah, and everything. Like, and you're like, I had "Oh no!" For every time I look at it, he's like, "All right, all right, all right." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is funny because I think he's from East Texas too, so it makes sense. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's he probably we need to get Matthew McConaughey to go to the SWFA store and look around and just walk in and be like, "All right, all right, all right." And then Ooh. he goes down to Houston, gets his primary, primary, primary arms. He goes, "Hey, you guys got a one to six? And they go, "Sorry, Matthew, we're all sold out." He goes, "Oh, that's not cool at all, man." Hey, man, that's not cool. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Little known fact about Matthew McConaughey. Oh, this ought to be tell me more. <laughs> he was on Unsolved Mysteries. One of his first acting roles was on Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, he was one of the, one of the, the recreations? Yeah. The reenactment. Reenactment. And he wears cutoffs. No. Oh, yeah. I must see this. That's exactly it's what I said. And I, I had to find it. It is. Okay. It's got to be. Everything is. Uh, <laughs> Studio Dog just bumped her head on the table. It's pretty funny. Studio Dog is ever vigilant. Never giving up, never failing. So speaking of the, the dog, the dog poops everywhere with regularity. <laughs>